Hi, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Whether you're watching a video or listening to a podcast, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. Links to videos or MP3 files can be found on MiamiGhostChronicles.com or go to MarlenePardo.com for information on new book releases. I narrate several podcast series that can be found on major podcast platforms and can also be listened to via Alexa, Sonos, and other home systems. Look for Supernatural Storytime for scary storytelling, Nightshade Diary for classic horror and adventure stories, Stories of the Supernatural for interviews with different guests on the show. If you want to get noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit Stranger Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com or find us on Blogspot. I want to thank you for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi, everybody. This is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles Stories of the Supernatural. How's everybody doing? Good, I hope. I am doing very, very good. Um, even though the, 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 the show is a little bit staggered, Today, it's for a couple of days away from Halloween, which I'm going to be having a live stream. So if you are subscribed to me on YouTube, you're going to get a notification on Sunday. I'm going to be doing a live stream at 8 p.m. So hopefully you join me for that. Um, so when you hear this, I guess you'll say, it was a great show. Or it was like, oh, Marlene, P.U. But anyway, <clears throat> um, for those of you, I know a lot of people are saying, what happens to the chickens? My chickens are fine. Like I told everybody, I've got my, my, my guinea has run off into the bushes. I can't find her. And I know she's on eggs. I'm going to have to let her hatch them. I can't do anything about it. And, and my point being that these animals are so good at camouflaging. Anybody's at guineas, they are very independent and they're very unafraid. And there's an island of oaks that I have in the middle of the property, all over to the side. And it's got some dead branches and stuff because we've thrown stuff on there. She's in there somewhere and I can't find her. She's camouflaged out well. And by the way, a lot of the game birds will do this. When you make noise, you're thinking that they'll run out. They don't, they just stay there really still. Like they know, like when a predator's hunting for them, that if they fly out or make a noise, they'll get caught. So I go in there and I beat the bushes and no, no, nobody, nobody goes anywhere. It's just like, yeah, right, Marlene. Yeah, lady, come back later. So, but all my other ones, you know, um, like I said, no, no, no chicks during the winter because where I'm at, we're already getting uh, temperature dropping down now into the fifties. And I think there was a, been a couple of forecasts into the high forties and during the daytime, it's okay. But, uh, for anybody that's had uh, chickens and chicks, especially uh, maintaining the temperature is really important. Even if you, they've got a mama hen, it's just the, the temperature control is really important to keep them alive. Um, and as far as also, I wanted to make sure that you guys uh, uh, sign up for my newsletter. I send out a newsletter about once a week. And you can go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com or MarlenePardo.com. And you can sign up for my newsletter. And usually... I write some article about some interesting metaphysical, paranormal, true crime, something weird. Um, I write an article about that. I put uh, any announcements that I have on any of my books. And I also put related videos and podcasts 
that you can listen to and it's just once a week okay so make sure to sign up for my newsletter now let's get to the good part this is a I want to say I interviewed Connie about maybe three years ago four years ago but I've known her longer um, she is the founder of blood moon paranormal group they're based out of Florida and we've worked together before um, and she is still like I, I tell everybody she the paranormal group has been together all these years and I've mentioned it a lot that a lot of these um, paranormal ghost hunter teams they get together and they if they make it through the first or the second year that's it the paradrama takes over and that's it everybody goes their own way or because the people that go in there have a very unrealistic um, expectation of what ghost hunting really is wait i just disconnected myself hold on there there we go sorry guys uh as in they don't realize um hey you could go on investigation and it's first of all chances are it might take place on a weekend who wants to give up their weekends but hey if your client can only let you into their house on a weekend you might end up uh, there might not be anything there or even if it is it's very subtle or the timing is not right bottom line It could be boring sometimes um, In other words uh, more times than not It's not what you see in the paranormal reality shows because of course these shows are produced to keep you entertained for what 45 minutes uh, And sometimes they do their filming over several days so a lot of people go into this and it's not what it, it is so my point being that a lot of these groups they're, they separate, they go their own ways months sometimes after they get together. It's not what they thought it was going to be. And Connie with Blood Moon, Par Blood Moon Paranormal has been together for years. And they, like I said, everything, nothing takes the place of field experience. You could look at all the shows you want. You could read books. Uh, you can hear stories. But nothing as far as um, an experienced ghost hunter takes the place of field work which means you go out on cases that are interesting you go out on cases that are boring you go out on cases that there's nothing there because this is really how you learn how to do this work and from the beginning even sometimes with a telephone interview with a client you learn wow there's something here or i might have a for lack of a better word and I'm gonna use it a real fruitcake on my hands it happens people it happens you know I tell everybody uh, for some reason you will get people that the they might have some type of you know mood disorder and you know maybe what they're witnessing to them is real but it's not but anyway part of your expertise that you develop after years is exactly that so that you safeguard yourself and you safeguard your team and then of course the other end of the spectrum is not only that you identify something sometimes you even identify when you have that experience that it's a dark it's some type of malevolent uh you know haunting that's going on and all of that helps but anyway help me welcome connie connie how are you doing today mm. I'm good, Marlene. Nice to see you again. No, yeah, we were talking. <laughs> we were talking. I was like, oh, if I keep this up, I'll interview you. And I wouldn't have recorded anything because we were catching up. We hadn't talked for a little bit. Yeah. And um, it's fascinating because you, how long has the group been together already, Connie? Since um, 2015. Right. See? We're going That's on what I mean. almost seven years. Would be. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
And uh, the reason I, I'm gonna say it, I don't know. There's for those um for those out there, I don't know if you've seen it. There's a there's a directory called Paranormal Society that's out there. I don't know if you've seen it. That you can list yourself on there. And if you click on a lot of these listings, the the group is non-existent anymore. I've had some of my clients actually when they've called me, I'm surprised you answered the phone. Yes. Yeah. Or that you're there. You're you're actually mm -hmm. still exist. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's this is, true. this is not, um, yeah, there, you see that you find that, uh, a lot. And because it's not like what the, you see on the shows, as far as there's a lot of grunt work, you know, these people, the shows, they have producers and people that do the legwork for them, but, yeah. um, that's not the case in real world investigations. No, it's not. It's it's a lot more work than what people realize. Yes, and sometimes boring, especially when you go someplace and it's not like. <laughs> well, you know, you go someplace and maybe the timing's not right. Maybe it's not that there's nothing there, but sometimes timing is not. For some reason, things are not. You know, wh whoever whatever is there is decides to keep a low profile. So you were telling me I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight because I I. I I'm gonna. I know people are wondering that you've got that clock next to you, okay? And you, there's a story for that clock because you were saying that. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me see if I can get it. From what you said, this clock is. Um, shoot, come on. No, yeah, this is. If I can bring it in where you can. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And by the way, she was, this is, how old is this clock, Connie? From what I recall, it was uh, given to my grandparents in the 1800s. So around wow. 1880 mm -hmm. when they were first married. So this is, it could be older. I and mean, yes. you don't know really how old right. it is. Yeah. Wow. Right. So it's at least 140 years old. And you said your dad passed away and you, this is part of the things that you brought back with you? Part of many things that were brought back. Um, I also have friends that have, that were Egyptian and they've traveled to Egypt and brought things back to me also. Um, right. And I, I brought a couple of those things uh, out of my curio cabinet, as you can see. Oh, wow. Look at that. The obelisk. Yes, yes. Yes. And what that. the story yeah. is, I don't know um, on these. Uh, maybe I might <laughs> might not like the story, but uh, there's three of them. And, oh, uh, they, they brought you, oh, like the three pyramids. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I see that. Yeah, and um, since I've had these objects, it seems like there's always activity around. Well, that's what I was going to say. You've been doing this, but you were telling me that like in the last few months, things have started happening. Things I would give it in a, have, are escalating. And I would say, okay. especially in the last six months, I've noticed a big decline on uh, people's health in general. Okay. Um, I've had uh, several of the uh, investigators, myself included, have been in hospital. Over really the last six months yeah that's Just serious different, different reasons yeah different mm -hmm. reasons i've mm -hmm. had um some um 
I found out I've got diverticulosis. Okay. And I've been having some, um, a lot of reoccurrent urinary tract infections. Right. And I'm very limited as the, as I can take one, one or two medications and that's it. So I had to be really careful. Um, and, um, my main lead investigator, um, he's having trouble walking. Which we're talking about John. 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 Right. And and by the way, just a comment here. I've worked with John. He's great. Yes. Okay. Keep going. Not Mm -hmm. one of those men that uh, he's worked security, big, strong man. And he's, um, he's to a point now where he's having to use a walker and he's losing strength in his hands and things and like what is that. it is it uh that that just pain in his uh legs or what he's he or has is... pain all over anyway just from bad knees and things like mm-hmm. that the back but uh they really don't know what's called okay that's what i was gonna say is it one yeah. of those that they kind of right. guessing but they can't give him an accurate diagnosis right and um i've had uh, i don't know if you've met tony or not but uh no he had to have uh, uh, it was some kind of uh, prostate surgery mm-hmm. just out of the blue. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You said, oh, I had this. Was this something that just came in out of yeah. left field? Just out so, of left yeah, field. And the, uh, another really bad thing, I just uh, seen a, a friend of mine two weeks ago that I haven't seen in, gosh, eight, nine years. Okay. And he's, and he's in ORMC downtown in ICU tonight. And I don't really? know if he's going to make it. Yeah. He's, um, he's got five infections and they can't, they, and he's septic and they don't know where all, all oh. this came from. Yeah. That's very really serious. Bad. People don't realize that yes, an untreated yes. infection. Yeah. And they, they just can't get a handle on it. And so I'm, I'm really concerned about him tonight. And, yes, uh, people don't realize that some of these, um, in other words, if you don't really know the origin sometimes of infections, it's really difficult to give the right antibiotic. People don't realize that unless you're, true. you're giving it the right remedy. It, that's why you, they, you know, they, they're trying, well, let's try this one. No, let's try that one. Mm-hmm. And um, well, yeah, that's, that's very an, serious. An infectious care team to try to see if they can mm-hmm. help him. And he's to a point now where he's not that responsive. And right. uh, so it's, it's very concerning. And uh, so if you hear the phone ring, you know, sure. it's, he um, he's had a, a CAT scan earlier this afternoon and we're, we're kind of waiting on the results. So sure, we'll see what, hopefully it's good news. Um, of course, 60, you know, he's 65 years old and, um, you know, that's not that old. That's not no. that, uh, you know, no, not anymore. It's not maybe, no, it's not, not people don't realize. Ago, yeah. Um, you know, it would have seen that way, but not anymore. Uh, you're a young, no. young 60 year old or 65. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, unless you're like really abusing, like, you know, you've, you know, you're, you know, you know, your lifestyle, but nine times out of 10, uh, no, 
if you live, live that just a normal lifestyle, you're, you're, you've got a lot of years left. Yeah. If you take uh, good care of yourself and, you know, yeah. just do things in moderation. You know, sure. Exactly. So crazy, you know, with mm -hmm. certain things, but I think everything in moderation and, um, you know, keep your nose clean and stay out of trouble. Yeah, that's it. Right. Stay out of trouble. Be and happy sleeping. and, uh, you know, enjoy your family. And, exactly. Uh, and I think you can live a, a good long life. But um, exactly. my dad lived till he was 93. There you so, go. Yeah, my mom, my mom passed away in 2019 and she was 91. Good. That's good. You know, the last couple of years, you know, she had Alzheimer's and dementia, but it's really funny because people don't realize that some, you can have that, but the rest of her body was healthy. Her mm -hmm. lungs, her heart, the rest of her organs were in great health. Wow. Which is one of those things where, you know, some people's the other way around, you know, they've got other problems right. with their bodies, but their mind is still sharp. But yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like that. It, it's, it, it's troubling when stuff like that comes out of left field. Yeah. And, and, you know, coming, you're not the first one that's mentioned to me, Connie, that, and I'm not going to, who was it? I'm sure, you, are you familiar with uh, investigator Dave Spinks? I've heard the name. Okay. You know, he's, he's, he's a matter of fact, he's on a few shows and, um, and everything. And as a matter of fact, he was featured recently in, um, God, it's one of the shows on the travel channel. Kill me now. I can't. And he's been doing this work for a long time, long time. One of the times I interviewed him, he, you know, in uh, once, once upon a time, he, I mean, he worked as a corrections officer. He was in the military, whatever. And he acquired a property called Willow's Wheat. And one of the last times that we talked, um, he's describing how we got into the conversation about what comes with, you know, working with this and how sometimes you have to take time off like a sabbatical, like right. step back. And he was telling me how he had developed uh, this weird growth on the, on his leg mm. that he couldn't account for. Like it came like something very similar mm -hmm. to what, and you know, he's, he's a seasoned um, paranormal investigator. My okay. point being that he doesn't do crazy stuff. Right. Okay. And he's very careful, but we were talking about something similar. Sometimes you're just at the wrong place at the wrong time, no matter how precautious you are. Right. Or there's something there that you don't realize that's there, that's you true. know, and then start things either happen to you physically or what you were describing, things start happening at home. Mm -hmm. And you're like, where did this come from? Well, it's bad enough, Marlene, that my my husband, who hears and sees nothing, right. is now he's hearing things. Okay, that's that's a lot. <laughs> and yes. it was it was just as an example. He, I heard whistling, and um, you know, just a common little whistle tune, nothing in particular, but I heard it. It was quite loud, and mm -hmm. he looked he looked straight over you could see he reacted and i said right you heard that didn't you and he said well who wouldn't hear it he said it was loud enough they uh -huh. heard it and the other day the wonderful three knocks at the front door oh really dog went ballistic of course i've got a little yorkie and she went ballistic 
tear into the front door, bark, 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 bark. And my husband goes, opens the front door. And I said, Pete, <laughs> be careful, open that door. So he opened the door. Right. Goes out on the porch, goes all the way out, looks up and down the neighborhood, up the sidewalk, no delivery trucks, nothing. And I'll, it wasn't even just a few hours later, I hear things falling back on the other side of the house. You know, you can hear, it sounds like- sounds oh, What time like, of day did that happen? I'm sorry? Oh, what time of day did that happen with the knocking? Was it well, the daytime or at night? No, it was more towards evening. And it okay. was three knocks, like that. And I mean, right. you know, I heard it, he heard it. We thought, well, you know, Amazon delivers late sometimes mm -hmm. so we yes. were always ordering things and um well we got a delivery so he that's when he went and opened the door and when he said there wasn't anything out there that's when i thought oh no because yes. i've heard of things like that that if you open the door that's like you know, come on in exactly yeah. i was about to and say that that's what i was afraid of and i said oh no you realize we could have let something in Mm -hmm. And it wasn't long after that, that it sounds like somebody pushed a big heavy box off one of the dressers in there and just bam, you know, loud noise. And he would. And when you went in there, nothing? No, nothing out of place at all. When you know that, and that is so typical, you hear of a lot of where people hear like stuff falling or crashing or stuff oh, breaking. All the time. And they mm -hmm. run thinking, okay, this is, this, this is huge. Oh, yeah. And then when they get there, there's nothing. I have seen something that was the most odd thing I have ever seen since I've been doing investigation. But uh, where I was sitting, it's been probably th three weeks ago. And my, my husband was sitting in the recliner just a Sunday afternoon. Nothing special going on. He's watching football. And I look okay. behind him is where the dining room is at. And mm -hmm. under the, the chandelier that hangs down over the table where the chandelier mounts to the ceiling, I was facing that direction. I looked over to say something to him and something caught my eye. Something came out from under that where that mount was to the ceiling right there. Uh -huh. It was black and it come out, it looked like oil and it come out okay. and it, oozed out around like that in a circle and it was on the ceiling and okay. but it was more of a shadow and it come out from under there and it spread itself to the left to where it looked like it had a head like a form and i looked okay. to the right and i thought okay there's the big patio doors right there and i thought did something move out there Mm -hmm. Or is there an animal somewhere, you know, because we got a screened in enclosure. So I'm like, eh. but okay. I didn't see anything. Is there and a second floor watching. above that? That uh, yeah. it's just your regular roof. Yeah, we're, we're in a ranch style house. Okay. And so I watched it and it spread itself out a good two feet away from where that was attached. And I watched it and then. It all of a sudden, it was like it was aware that I seen it. Mm -hmm. I've had that experience. And then all of a sudden, it was like, uh-oh, I've just been noticed. And it went like that. And I mean, that quick. 
right back mm -hmm. like underneath the underneath where the uh, the light was attached right back underneath that and back up into the ceiling and i'm like what in the world was that right and it's it was dark enough I wouldn't call it blacker than black, but I would call it more of a, a charcoal color. Like Let me ask you, do you guys have, you know, in Florida, we have the cross spaces. It's like up at the top, you know, yeah, you know, instead it's just, we've got, um, we've got stairs that go up there that pull down from the garage, but yes. it's not floored. It's just all, you know, insulation and, and beams and things like that. But there's that. a space up there is my point. Yeah, and I said, I'll bet that's where they're hiding. Yes, you know where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, you know where I'm going with this. So um, I said, we were going to have to sage up there. And um, so, of course, John, me first, is... first thing is John's like, I'll do it. <laughs> Let me ask you. What is he said like? And I know what you're talking about when you say my husband is like one of these that he's totally yeah. like. He's very laid back, never hears anything. But even now, he's been hearing things call his name in the house. I have no idea. Is it he that he's just more sensitive, or is it that whatever is there is just makes it it's easier for him to see it? I don't know. Um, I think we lost me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Connie, you, you cut out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Marlene. Um, I think maybe there, I, I had to keep a, um, a running journal. Okay. For a demonologist friend of mine. And according to what I've reported to him, he says he's going to call me. And he thinks that there's there's things going on. And what uh, need his attention? That's a very interesting yeah. type of journal to keep. Yeah, I kept um, all the activity. He wanted me to note uh, what was going on at the time that the activity happened, like say okay. stress in the house maybe arguing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, things like that, what time of day it was. And um, so I gave him that. And on top of that, um, pictures, sent him photos, things, and he's very interested. How long did you take Keep the Journal for? What length of time? About a month, about a month, a month of September. Okay, that's good. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot of... Uh... Yeah. So he got quite a list of things. So and, do you yeah. think that that what's there is darker? It's not just somebody that decided to hang out with you versus something a little bit darker? Is that what you think? I think, honestly, I think um, it is something that's uh, more malevolent. And I don't know exactly that it's... That it what, why do you think that is? Why do you think... Um, because I, and I know that you know your stuff. So I know that if you're picking up on that, it's because you have good reason. Because um, when I, yeah, I think mainly because 
it's the way my body reacts. And there's okay. only okay. there's only been um, I'd say three investigations out of maybe the 100, 170 or more that we've done that where I can feel the hair stand up on my arms. Okay. And you, I'm so glad you brought that up because in other shows, I've said, you know what? You know, I, I've been investigating since you have to pay to develop film. But I said, my point being that, you know, they've got now all these gadgets and that's great. Mm -hmm. But the human body in and of itself, once you know what you're, what you're feeling, in other words, is a, I want to say one of the best instrumentation that you can use in a paranormal investigation. Not, especially when you don't let your imagination run off with you. Like in other words, you know, usually when this, I feel this, this is this, and this is that, I think it's it's better than most of these gadgets. Uh, yeah, you can't produce proof as in, I've got a film or I've got an EVP right. or something, but as far as tuning in, the human body is incredible, how much it recognizes, sometimes even before um, automated stuff or you know whatever, it, it sometimes it picks up even earlier than any of this that either something's about to manifest right. or something's coming to the space or like you said this does this has this type of feeling about it yeah and, I, and like I, you said I, exactly no keep going uh i'm sorry i i um i um going down the hallway here you go down the short hallway and then turn and go down a long hallway where all the mm -hmm. uh, bedrooms are at and when I turned that hall, <laughs> I turned that corner. Even my my husband, I made him go with me. Now for for him, to I, I made him go because I felt chicken, and me an investigator. But what is it? Is it an empty room or spiel? I know you told me. Oh, I've they're, got a couple of. They're furnished. They're furnished bedrooms, but it's where that boy brought that cabinet <sighs> in. Okay, why don't you say that? Tell say that story for for those people that go to garage sales and pick up stuff at the curbside and flea markets. Listen to this. Go ahead, Connie. All right, um, a young man that we were we were uh, letting stay with us. Um, he went up to visit um, a shaman friend of mine, and he's in Casadega, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. In case you don't know, that's. It's a spiritualist camp here in Central Florida. It's been around for like what over a hundred years, oh, something right. like that. Right. And it's just full of spiritualists and mediums. But keep going. Yeah. Um, he was doing some um, some repair work on his deck for him, and so um, on break he went out for a walk, picked up a beautiful cabinet that was in the shape of a, like an obelisk, a tall, pointy. A pyramid mm -hmm. or like a slender one had carvings in it he he was excited about it brought and i said don't bring it in the house until i've saged it so he forgot what i said brought it in the house <laughs> and things just you could feel the energy shift okay it was almost like from happy it went to stress or stress right. or worry or things going wrong you could just feel mm -hmm. the energy shift and so um anyway long story short he um he had no idea what the history was on it he picked it up for ten dollars they wanted right. him to have it they talked him into buying it the people did 
And so he brought it back. He was apologetic. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you forgot. That's right. You wanted to Because say you kind of described it like they basically, it was like here. Right. Give us whatever you can and it's yours, which by the way, sometimes that's not a good sign. That's true. Whenever they want to, I'll give it to you if you take it off my hands, that, that type of thing. Be right. Yeah. Larry of things like that. But anyway, um, I got a really bad vibe off that when I walked in the bedroom and I noticed it and I can just feel yeah. myself kind of backing up. And when I start doing that, I know it's something dark. Something's dark is either attached to it or maybe it's been he had no inkling that there was, it was like that. It's just, yeah. Just a so, nice piece I got for 10 bucks. This is great. Yeah. And so, um, I thought, well, I like to maybe bring somebody or else around that that's that's good at what they do, so that I make sure that I'm picking up the right things. So right. I had a clair my clairvoyant friend came in, who's excellent at everything. He walked in. Hey, uh, oh, he said that. He said <laughs> that. <laughs> that's yeah. In other words, you got you you got it. it yeah. In other words, you were like, okay, it's not only me. <laughs> right. And uh, he's like, oh, that's got Egyptian carvings, Connie, get that out of the house. And so okay. he said he thought that it might have been used like a divot box, something similar. And I'm like, well, it wasn't sealed. He said, it doesn't matter. He said, you don't know. But he said, right. get that out of the house. And so the shaman took it back. What he did with it, I have no idea. But ever since then, everything's went crazy in the house and mm -hmm. you know knockings like i said at the front door at the front door there um just loud loud noises i mean i have actually heard noises marlene that it sound almost like a tree limb fell on the house i mean that's pretty loud the windows like a sonic that's incredible. boom yeah and I went outside because I thought something, we've got a big one of those old pine trees out here. And uh -huh. nothing, nothing out of place, nothing. And I just- And is he, I take it, is he still there? Is he still using that room or, or he left? He, he's been gone since because of COVID. He's kind of stuck out of state right now. Okay. Uh, but he says he's coming back, but- um, you know, who knows? I don't know if he will or not, but, uh, but whatever's there is still, in other words, it stayed there even after he left. Yeah. Yeah. Because John came last year and he moved in to the same bedroom for okay. about two or three months. And the pictures that he sent me in the morning, he said, look what I got a picture of. And it is something wow. that, even the demonologist looked at it and he went, Oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. It's something, so he's, yeah. and you told me, and you made a very good, for people that don't know, John is also an experienced paranormal investigator. And you told me he was, even he had his second thoughts about what was there. And yeah. he doesn't, yeah, he, when he went in uh, my dad's house, which I grew up in that house, and that house was haunted from the time we moved in. And we, 
That house was built in the sixties, brand new. This is the house where your 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 parents' house. Yeah, in Ohio, back in Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, he went up there with my husband to help, you know, uh, clear things out. And and uh, John's a big, strong guy, and, and he was a lot of help. So uh, John, being very brave, uh, said he would stay all night in that house by himself the first night. And I said, um, you might not hear anything the first night because there hasn't been anybody in that house in probably six to eight months, you know, other than to switch the furnace over from AC to heat and right. back out. And so um, he said, I'll stay. And I said, well, you might not hear anything the first night. Second night, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> and that's where I So you did you grow up then out. in that house? How old were you when you in that house from um, I'd say middle school on? And, and what did you notice when you were a kid uh, growing up, Connie? Gosh, um, it seems like I heard a lot of things that had to do with uh, Native American okay. situation. Uh, Ohio is known for a lot of uh, Indians especially okay. in this area. And we had the, one of the mounds, the Indian burial mounds were yes. not, not very far away, uh, yes. maybe 10 miles. And who knows what was, it was all farmland where they built. But a lot of people don't realize is a lot of these tribes, these mound builders, people, you know, people think sometimes, well, they were either ceremonial or maybe even burial grounds, but people don't realize that a lot of these mound builders sacrificed made human sacrifices okay they have dug up uh you know archaeological pits where they found like x amount of uh young women who they, they considered were like virginal sacrifices made in these mounds um so the point being that sometimes there's more to whatever is in there like you said you you know that happened so many years ago there's no way of knowing you know, what right. becomes farmland and eventually becomes a, you know, a neighborhood. What right. really originally was there. But yes, the, the, some of those uh, tribes, those mound builders, they, they did practice human sacrifice. Wow. Yep. Especially like a lot of times when, um, you know, especially when things were bad, you know, things like that. Yeah. You've uh, heard of Ser Serpent Mound, uh, which was, in, that's in Ohio. What? Uh, it's called serpent, like a snake, serpent mound. That yes. is, that's about probably 70 miles south. Uh, okay. There in town, there's another mound, like I said, about mm -hmm. maybe 10 miles from my parents' home. And they're okay. everywhere. Yeah. Right. So, As a matter of fact, I, I, yeah. I spoke to somebody who said that um sometimes they wonder if any of the mesoamericans you know like from central america whether the aztec or mayan you know that did right. practice if they were able to come up the mississippi up into that area that that's where this started with the mound building and some of the human sacrifices and things like that in other words that their influence was not just down in central america but some of them actually came up north into parts of, of wow. the united states that would explain so a lot. yeah but yeah, sometimes, you know, like I said, 
there's just no way of ever knowing. But that accounts, you know, and you've come across it, you know, people that will build a new house. There's nothing there. It hasn't been anything there. And then they have weird stuff and it's like, yeah, it's the land. Yeah, I or, believe that that's the case with my parents' house. Mm -hmm. Because um, they were the first people that uh, that lived there. Right. Exactly. And you're thinking, wow. Um, you know, what, that doesn't, you know, and sometimes it's, uh, and sometimes even if there's, you know how sometimes you have these farmsteads, you know, homesteads where they're acreage. Right. And sometimes you have the benefit of finding out, well, stuff even happened to that family, even though they didn't actually live there, but they owned that property per se. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you don't, there's just no way of knowing. Um, as a matter of fact, I, one time, the prior shows, I don't know if you heard about this, Connie. This happened in Texas, I want to say in the 80s. Oh, God, what was the name of it? Black, the Black Hope. And what it was was a subdivision out in Texas okay. where people would buy, like, the properties, and they, they would build your home for you. And this family bought the house, the land, had the house built. They, the neighbors all started having these really weird experiences. Make a long story short, one of them realized um, when they were putting in a swimming pool, they dug up a coffin with the bodies there, obviously. Oh. <laughs> so they started doing a little research, come to find out that there was a little town called Black Hope. It was African-Americans who lived there, okay? And they had a community and they had a... Uh, uh, a cemetery. Now, this cemetery was never registered on the county's records. But one time, the little town caught fire, and all the pe people that lived there just left, you know. And, of course, the cemetery that had never been registered with the county was abandoned because, of course, everybody moved away after the whole town got wiped out. So, of course, nobody knew that wow. there had been burials there until... And uh, later on, and it goes on to explain because the family even wrote a book about it. They they, they had that they tried to uh, sue the developer, but they, they basically they lost the lawsuit, something along the lines, because there was no way for the developer to know themselves. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't like the poltergeist where hey, you knew that the the bodies were buried there and you moved right. the headstones. No, nobody knew because they had never been recorded in county records. Um, right. Everybody, I, I believe they said it was like eight neighbors who had moved into that area. All of them, all of them experienced um, some type of weird, unusual um, haunting. And the most tragic part of this, they all ended up moving away, was that um, they one time, they were going round and round, I think, with the, the legal department, like, you know, you have to provide proof, but then they couldn't do it. was one of those weird things. So the homeowner, along with their daughter, who's like 30 years old, they start trying to excavate, I think, to bring up some type of proof of like, this is this is an actual cemetery. Something along the to make a long story short, she's doing it. She gets tired. Her daughter starts helping her out. All of a sudden becomes really tired, feels sick, dies of a heart attack on the way to the hospital. She's like 30 or 31 years old, like out of left field, like, you know, not somebody that was, had a heart condition, nothing like that. And, you know, they moved away and, but it's a really interesting, um, that played out there. Uh, my point being, you know, that sometimes people have no idea 
what's and a piece of land. That's true. Um and uh I mean and, and some of the some of the stuff they they um they, they the one lady she kept having her shoes taken outside. She would it wasn't like she they said it started with with um uh, you know stuff like you said, well you know, is that me or you know, is it my imagination? You know, we you know, little yeah. sounds here and there. Then they would hear like the let's say the toilet flushing. And you know, it's like, okay, but there's nobody here. Things like that. Mm -hmm. And then it started, um, this was before they even realized what it was. And they were like, what is this? And then one lady kept finding her shoes outside. She had like a pair of certain red shoes that kept being teleported outside. Wow. <laughs> Where it's like, okay, I know that I didn't put my shoes out in the yard. Things like this. And then it escalated. Oh, yeah. And then when one of them was putting in the pool is when they came and they, they realized that it was a cemetery. That would be shocking. Yep. Gonna, oh. Shocking is not the word for it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what do you do exactly. once you've what sunk your you money do? in? Well, I know uh -huh. this, uh, after bringing home two pods worth of things from my father's house, and some of these things, you know, come from World War II. Right, because uh, you said he was a collector. Collector of antique trains, collector of old clocks um cuckoo clocks he liked um gosh anything that was old that okay. would hang on to it he's got like the old um even uh henry might be interested the old tube tube type yes uh, tvs things like that mm -hmm. you know right. and they still you know a lot of this stuff still works i had uh one of the guys that was here last year, he goes, I'm going to plug this in and see if it still works. He said, get, get the fire extinguisher ready. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, but he, and yeah, it lit right up, Marlene. Yes. I mean, it's just amazing. I hate to say, but back then things were made better. <laughs> made yeah. Manufacturing That's was true. a better, yeah. But you know what? That young yeah. man, since he's been around this stuff, he's come down with mm -hmm. MS. What? Yes. He's only oh 30, my God, 34. I know he's got MS. The other man, Tony, I said that had um, some uh, prostate surgery. He's right. got Parkinson's now. Oh, I that's know. a very serious it's, disease. I know it. It's scary. And um, it's just all these things. And I even forgot to tell you that one of the times that I was in the ER, I was in uh -huh. for just this ongoing nausea that I'm like, okay. what is wrong? I mean, it's like the dry heaves, the, mm -hmm. and I just couldn't keep hardly keep water down. And I mean, since you've seen me, I've dropped over 44 pounds. Just really. Yeah. And that's so a I lot mean, of weight. It is. And I mean, it's not because I'm really trying. But it's, you know, it's like your stomach shrinks and, you know, yes. you just don't eat as much. But long story uh, short, but they were, they do routine, you know, they draw blood. Of course, if you go in the mm -hmm. hospital, they drew blood and they said, um, walked in. She goes, you've had a heart attack. What? I said, what? I said, what? And she said, You've had a heart attack. I said, what do you mean I've had a heart attack? She said, your heart enzymes, she said, are at uh, 
8.0, and she said they're not supposed to be elevated, but they're elevated. She said, you've got heart damage, heart damage. And I'm like, I don't have any pain. Right. I, I missed, yeah, well, I didn't get the memo on that. Yeah. And I said, all I've had is this ongoing nausea forever. She said, well, my dear, you've, you've got damage now. I'm like, what is going on? They kept me overnight. Right, because you always think of the prototypical yeah. heart attack as the, uh, exactly. yeah, clutch your yeah. chest and. Yeah. I mean, and I've got, you know, my parents, I got heart disease on both sides of my family. So, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I thought, how could this happen? I didn't have any pain. And by morning, my enzymes were back to normal. Weirdest thing I've ever Which seen means what? Life. So did it happen or no. did they said Isn't... yes it did, but now they're referring me to a cardiologist. I gotta go see a cardiologist. So uh and with all these other things going on, I haven't got around to it. I know bad. But yeah, I exactly. Mean, it's like the oddest things I've ever seen in my life have been going on. So Connie, do you do you do you think it's one something that you brought back from one of something that your dad got, or do you think it's has something to do with that chest? I honestly think that it could be some things that um, maybe I brought back from my okay. father's. Uh, there's, I, I don't know for sure as far as right. the chest goes. Well, I really don't have any way of proving it, but sure. um, I say that's a that's a strong possibility with that. I think part of what happened is, uh, and this is in 2019, that mm -hmm. I took me and the young man that was staying here. Right. I couldn't get anybody to go with me. Everybody was working. I had to sell the house. Okay. The house was fully, fully furnished. Okay. And I'm like, who is going to help me clear this out? Well, he was as strong as probably three men. I mean, one of the strongest okay. people I've ever seen. And okay. he said, I'll go with you. I'm like, are you sure? He said, yeah. My husband goes, go ahead, take him. If he can do it, let him do it. He told okay. me, he, he said, I want you to do very little. He said, you tell me what you want to keep, what you want to take, what you want to get rid of. And I said, okay. And so he said, and then, you know, some stuff we sold. But anyway, while I was sitting in there and he was going in and out of the house, you know, taking stuff out through the garage. I was sitting there, Marlene, and while I was sitting there, I watched a shadow figure walk across the kitchen during broad daylight. And I watched it. There it went, just glided across the kitchen and on out in towards where the laundry room was at. And something hit me. It's like I was thinking my dad was pushed down by something in that house. Uh, I was about to ask you that. You beat me to the question. He broke a hip. <gasps> what? And he broke his shoulder. Another, the hip is what really took him down. Yes. And for some reason, my instinct kicked in and I did one of the stupidest things I could have done is I said, I 
yelled at it. I yelled at that spirit. And I said, oh. you're the one. And I called it a name, which I won't put on your, your broadcast. I said, you're the one. I said that pushed my dad down. I said, I know it. I feel it. And I said, and I, I just was kind of just unleashed my anger. And okay. I, and I think it came home with me because the last, very last thing I did, I said, before I sell this house, before I would let anybody move into this house that had children, <laughs> I'm going to clear this house out. Okay. So I saged it. And I All right. Holy water. I use uh, dragon's blood, frankincense, everything. Mm -hmm. And when I got around to the laundry room area, I hear uh, growling at me. Oh. And I oh. said, yeah, and I said, growl all you want. I said, you've been here for over 40 years. And I said, it's time for you to leave. And I said, you're out of here. I said, you're the root cause of everything that's been negative in this house. And I said, now you're out of here. And I just went ahead and went right on in there. Anyway, sage. Yep. And um, so I think it's almost like, uh, kind of like a getting even. Do you think that that laundry room was its hangout place? I do. I do. Yep. I do. Because yep. it's all connected to water in there. A lot, a lot ah, of okay. Water source. He had his water softener in there. You know, uh -huh. uh, big water so around the other side of the wall was, was two bathrooms connected. Everything was connected right in there. So, um, yeah. but I think in a way that that's in my that's in my thoughts now whether it's true or not i don't know but i right. feel like like it was almost like well you know how it was probably thinking well i'll just get even with you i'll just come back with so you. what happened once you did that you've never gone back connie that was it that was no, the last time you were there that was it that was it and so um yeah i closed it up put it up for sale and it sold within a matter of maybe one or two days that quick. I believe it. Yeah. Yep. And um, so, um, but I, I didn't, there's no way I would want anybody moving in that house with that thing in there or whatever it is. Right. And um, so. Um, I understand where you were coming from as far as. Yeah, I don't know. But it just seems like everything has really went downhill though after we got back and uh, really because it almost thing, sounds like all these things dovetailed in time around the same time you're saying basically right health yeah everybody's health everybody's good and healthy we when COVID hit uh, a lot of the investigations just disappeared i mean nobody was calling of course and, yeah of course yeah everybody's yeah, wigged out yeah and even this year we've had a lot of people just not calling this year and um you know been keeping up on everything but um i think the, it seems like i've heard through the grapevine that activity seems to be picking up Paranormal that's what i was that's what i've heard also mm -hmm. 
And so it wouldn't surprise me if the phone doesn't start ringing uh, again. This but, is, a, you know, I, I, I have heard um, that, uh, that whether you want to attribute it to stress levels or maybe people spending more time inside and they, they notice stuff that before maybe they were overlooking or whatever. Uh, I have heard of that, that there is something going on with that, which is very, um, you know, I'm not surprised, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised there's, you know, and uh, sometimes also, uh, you, I don't know, I don't know about you, but over here you go to the Home Depot or any of these places and they're packed. And, you know, you see a lot of people basically working in their houses and right. I'm sure you've heard a lot of people that nothing happens and then they start doing some type of remodeling on their property. And then all of a sudden <laughs> they, get the, they have things going on and they can't figure out maybe after living in a certain place for years. My point being, I mean, usually all these, you know, Home Depots and Lowe's and all these places, you know, on the weekends you would use when you see people doing their little projects. Right. But you see right. people now in the middle of the week, it's packed where people are actually going ahead and they're doing stuff around their houses. And I know that that is um, sometimes that triggers maybe something that's dormant there. Yeah. I believe that too. So yeah, that that's, that's something that I'm thinking, you know what people are doing this uh, basically to do something with their time. And maybe if they were stuck at home or whatever the case might be. And now things are going on. And oh, and by the way, you remember that you contacted me about that haunted antique shop that's right. close to where I'm at now. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting spot. That's an interesting spot. That did uh, you visit? I haven't gone to visit it, but now I know. I, I, in other words, you know when you see a place that you're going down the highway because it's very close to South I-75. Yeah. You know when you see it, but you just don't. It doesn't. I didn't know the history on it till you um, sent me that email okay. about it. And, um, you know, it, it took almost like 10 years for the, 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 the guys that did it for them to be basically convicted for lack of a better word, but wow. it was, uh, it was pretty horrific. And, um, I've looked, I've, I've looked on blog entries, um, where people, because it's like an antique mall kind of thing where people, not only people that have worked there, but people that have visited there have had like weird stuff happened to them okay you know and for those of like you who are wondering hitchhikers <laughs> coming right home. well we'll see yeah. but this is another thing this place was for those of you who are wondering this we're, we're talking about uh this was a murder that took place back in the 1980s and it was two managers of an antique shop mall and they were shot they were robbed and unfortunately they were both killed and um fast forward the people that were caught and were convicted, they're serving time. They were, as a matter of fact, they were serving time for other stuff. They were really two, two horrible people. Mm -hmm. But now um, people that have worked there and that um, have shopped there have talked about having weird experiences. But then you think, well, maybe it was that occurrence or, but again, it's like an antique mall, which we come back to full circle. You know, is it one of these objects that's in there? True that might be the point of origin for whatever, whoever's uh, witnessing something. 
Now, it could be residual. People don't realize sometimes stuff even has residual things. I've actually had things, honestly, Marlene, come, people don't realize this, but people, they can, spirits can travel through your, um, your cell phones. Yes. Yes. And because I had it happen to me. What happened? I got to hear the story. What oh happened? Oh, gosh. I, I received a phone call from a client, brand new client, and it was like what you were describing. Some of these clients that you're kind of like need an evaluation, you know what I mean? Right, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, he was talking about how he had this demon as a friend since childhood and how he could <laughs> control it. <laughs> I'm laughing. Thinking, oh, I'm, I'm laughing because you know what you think, but people don't realize that this is this is part of paranormal investigations. <laughs> oh, it is. We get more of these calls than what you realize. And, yes, uh, but anyway, continue. Anyway, um, anyway, so I let him talk, and and uh, I usually refer all these people <laughs> over to uh, my shaman friend. <laughs> okay, because he does exorcisms. So, okay. and I've actually been on one and assisted with him. And that's another okay. place I could get probably some things. Yes. Come home with me. But no. uh, that's another story. But um, <laughs> John and I assisted on an exorcism with him. But anyway, um, so I ended up referring him over to, to Peter. And um, so he said oh i can command it to, you know it's it stands on the roof i can command it to do this and this and this and i'm thinking oh wonderful well this is about 8 p.m and i referred him to call him and you know hung up the phone wasn't thinking too much about it and about 15 20 minutes later i hear deep growling beside my chair and i'm the only one home and i don't have a big dog i've got a little tiny dog but I've owned a shepherd, okay. a German shepherd. I know what they sound like. So uh, uh -huh. it sounded just like a big German shepherd. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Did that thing come through the phone? Because, I mean, oh. it was almost right away that this happened. Right. And I got up and I thought, okay, I'm just thinking I hear that. And I walked around through the house and went back and went back and was standing in front of my uh, vanity in my room. And I hear it again growling i heard it three or four times it was following me through the house and then of course i called my clairvoyant friend and thank <laughs> goodness for him he has saved me from all these situations but he can uh, remote view and tune okay. in okay okay and he said let me tune in and well, let me see what's going on and he goes i told him what had happened of course and uh -huh. he goes, did you protect yourself, Connie, before you answered that phone? I'm like, no, I forgot to. And then how many times have I told you don't answer that phone without doing that? Well, if that is yeah. important, but I forget to do it. And so um, he said, I had, he said, I had a hard time getting that thing to leave. And he said, and yes, it did come through the phone. And he wow. said, he, he called it a demon that had come through the phone. And he said, yeah, he said, that that's what it was. So, and people, yeah, it, you know, what's really funny is that that guy that had originally called you, 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 you're, you're thinking this guy's cuckoo, but that doesn't oh, yeah. mean cuckoo doesn't mean that what he's describing is inaccurate. In exactly. other words, 
it's like, yeah, you might have your problems, but that doesn't mean that what you're describing is a lie. That's right. And it, wow. It's real, it's real for him, you know. Just, just like I've had a situation, this was the weirdest thing that I told nobody about. And John had the same thing happen to him two nights later. And wow. he seen the exact same thing that I seen. And I, what I had seen is I was just getting ready to go to sleep. And the, uh, I'll say the resident spirit that, that's here at the house. When I closed mm -hmm. my eyes to go to sleep, he was right in my vision like this. And I thought, okay. and I jumped. And I said, well, hello. <laughs> because he was right there. And he right. nodded at me and smiled. And I said, what's going on? And so he went like this and turned. It's like he wanted me to see what was there. Standing okay. in my bedroom, Marlene, upright. And I've heard people say that this was your mind's eye. Somehow or another I got connected with. Why, I don't know. But anyway, I looked over there. And standing upright looked like a red-scaled lizard. Holy that crap, was, Connie. That was at least six to seven feet tall. Its eyes was black hollowed. It had the light tan ram's horns that went back like this and curl and i thought what in is that and it's almost like you can't believe what you're looking at it's like what is that is it real you know and uh-huh you you're so puzzled by what you're looking at and it was looking it had it was had a side of its face to me but then I, the more i looked at it then it went like this and stared right at me it turned its head and looked oh at me. my god and when it did that i opened my eyes and i was scared to go to sleep that night i bet i didn't know what was in there what i had just experienced if i was you know going and this was there, after that no this was all before oh and you said yeah. John had a similar thing? Two, I didn't tell anybody because I thought I was somebody's going to put me in the, the nut farm, you know, if I just yeah. start telling them this stuff. And I didn't tell anybody. And John said, I had the weirdest thing happen to me the other night. I'm like, what? He said, I seen this red scaled lizard looking thing in my bedroom. I'm in the middle of the night. I said, you've got to be kidding me. He said, no. He said, I don't know what the blank that thing was. He said, but it was in my room. I'm like, oh, wonderful. Because I said, I haven't told anybody. I seen the same thing about two, three nights ago. And he said, well, what do you I think it was, it was, Connie? Damon. Had to be. And what do you, do you, was there something that you guys were working on around that time? I would say it probably came from that um, uh, exorcism. I would not doubt it. Okay. That we attended. All right. Oh yeah. But boy, and what, what, whatever became of that case afterwards, did you ever follow up on it as far as what happened to that person? She, yeah, she was um, from out of town. 
and uh, I had referred her to Peter because mm-hmm. <laughs> she okay. was kind of one of those I knew I, I can't do anything for her. You know, she's right. She's too far for for me to try to help. I said, no. What I do is I just I go to people's houses. It's it's got problems. Right. I don't take care of like people that that are haunted. She was haunted. Right. It's so, not the it's not the place. Yeah. It's the person. Exactly. So I said, no, with something like that, you're going to need to talk to somebody else. So anyway, when I, he, he called me up and he goes, Connie, I need a couple people to help me with an exorcism. And by law, a shaman is able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I did my research. And since John and I are both ordained ministers, you right. know, we got our little universal life degree yes. from online but le- that's yes. legal and binding and yes. uh, so uh, he said because you both have that i'm asking you to help me with this and he said and plus he said he said uh i want another woman present because this is a girl you know right so right said, and, and i understand that totally yes right i said okay so and I put this, I, he wanted me to film and I, I actually put it on up online and I put a disclaimer, anybody, <laughs> you watch right. this and something happens or if you're under 18, I advised on watching, you know, what right. the whole thing, but I filmed it and this girl, she goes, she, she knew me when I walked in because I had done a, a video chat with her and uh, okay. she goes, ah, Connie, hi. And I thought, oh dear, that's that girl. <laughs> and yeah. she was fine. And unless we said something biblical or spiritual or quoted anything uh-huh. uh, religious, and it's just like a light switch went off. And she really? turned into something else. Yeah, her. And crazy me is sitting there and I'm like, Oh, I've got myself in a nice situation now. And so, you know, she's sitting there and she's making faces and she's baring her teeth and doing all this stuff. And I thought, what, you know, she's just feet from me. And I thought, what if she jumps right in my face? You know, you never know. So I sit there and I started and John's over there going, uh, I, we got what the demon's name is, and I looked it up, and he starts reading about it, and I'm like, and you're like, <laughs> I started, I started singing gospel songs out loud, you know, like, oh, boy, and you should have seen that look, the look I got from her when I started doing that. Oh, that was pure evil, Marlene. Yeah, pure. That's the purest form of evil I've ever seen in my life. Well, Just you know what? Recently. When you mentioned that thing about that, you didn't realize it, that John had seen something, you know, in other words, you said, I haven't, there was no way I could have, No. there's a gentleman, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, his name is Dr. Gallagher, okay, and for many, he's a psychiatrist, and he's already been doing this for many, many years, they, the Vatican, well, not the Vatican, the, the exorcisms here in the United States, Catholic exorcisms, would call him in basically to verify, you know, if, if, you know, do we have somebody with a mental illness, you know, is this not a question of an exorcism? You know, is this a person that needs medical treatment? 
So he says that he started out in that. And he says that along the way, some of the things that he had um, witnessed and he describes where there's two psych, okay, one was a psychologist, the other one was a therapist. I don't know. They were working with one lady who, I, I think they went first the route of let's try to help her with counseling and talking to her before we. Okay. And they work with her like three or four months. And then they say, look, you know, we're, we don't think we're helping her. So they're thinking, okay, we're going to finish this whatever we're doing with her, this counseling therapy thing. It was like a non, non-medication. It was just strictly okay. therapy, all this. And she, if I remember correctly, uh, she had been in, uh, involved in Satanism. Oh, okay. So, but, the, but they went into this, no paranormal. This was strictly, uh, let's see if we can help this person, you know, through, maybe they have some type of trauma, they don't remember, whatever. Right. They terminate the sessions. Later on, after the fact, they both compare notes and they realize that while the t all these two or three months that they were working with her at home, they would both have splitting headaches and hear strange noises in their houses. Neither one had confided to the other during the time that they were treating her that this was happened. Now, one of the things was that once they stopped seeing her or treating her, it stopped. And I guess maybe who knows if one wouldn't tell the other for fear of I'm going to be the weird one here, especially if we're doing this strictly right. on a therapeutic level, you know. And then later on, I guess they thought, well, you know, we're not seeing this person anymore. Uh, you know, what I'm going to input is not going to affect. Especially remember, they're they're looking at this as is a possible exorcism down the road. If because remember, right. a lot of these people that are in the medical establishment or mental health, they see anything like this as strictly not a spiritual problem, strictly right. medical. Right. Yeah. You know? And they both compared notes uh, and they both were having these same experiences while they were seeing her. Wow. And he describes it. And this guy, you could tell he, he, he this Dr. Gallagher, he talks about how at the beginning, you know, he never went into it. Absolutely. It was strictly as a service to verify, is this person mentally ill? Does this person, you know, needs help? And throughout the years, he says that he has witnessed certain things. He says he's had, he says, not all the time. He says some people, you know, when you examine them, they truly do need mental, you know, they got a, a diseased brain. Maybe yeah. they need medications, right. whatever. But he says that he's, he's uh, other times where he has had, I'll call them clients that know things personally about him. He says that there's no way, no way that this person could know that about them. There's just no right. way. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. And uh, he's written a really interesting book about all these um, experiences that he's had throughout the years as to what he thought it was at the beginning and what he's witnessed okay. along the way. Uh, because believe me, I'm the first person that I think that the uh, person's mind is very powerful in, in as far as your belief system right you know okay. versus that there's actually something spiritually wrong or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. like if you believe it you know but from what he's saying it's like it's not you know that there is something an outside agency where you want to call supernatural demonic whatever that 
can influence you or take you over the way they're describing. Wow. Yeah. And um, and one of the other times, now that you mentioned that thing, there was one time I was interviewing this girl. This was about three or four years ago. She was um, also an exorcist. I want to say Alabama, Arkansas, I can't remember okay. anyway. Anyway, she belonged to the uh, Order of St. Michael, the exorcist. Okay. Her name is Rita Strugala. She's telling me how she's had to do that where she's been talking to clients and she'll have like stuff on the phone and the phone. And she says, what I've done is I've have to push like a, a, a white light, to the phone lines. Okay. Okay. To get rid of it. She says either communications or computer lines. Mm -hmm. um, and she'll say, and, and, you know, which I pointed out, if there was something really truly wrong with the phone line or the computer line, like really, put you putting white light, is that going to make it work? <laughs> and she says it would clear it up. Yeah. Which is. I believe that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's people amazing. don't. Um, yes. And unfortunately, um, there's some people that they they do all the you know all the things that they're not supposed to do. Um, basically, I know it's, but they bring it on themselves. You know, when they start dabbling in stuff that they shouldn't, right? And like they don't realize, and then good luck. Sometimes that's when they have to go and get help because. Yeah, I've I've had that. Uh, it's yeah with uh, some of my clients mm -hmm. they were dabbling yes. in, and uh, exactly like what, what you're describing and then they want to stop doing that and so um, then yet they're getting a lot of activity. yeah it comes to bite them in the butt mm -hmm. and so we've had to do um, a prayer of renunciation with them mm -hmm. and, okay uh, to say that three times you know, due to, um, you know, to, for the, the, for the Trinity, you say it three times and she could hardly get it out. The words. Okay. She said, it's like something was trying to keep her from saying the word. Okay. And, um, there's, we've had a lot of, um, well, one of the things also that this doctor described. Yes. Yes. People don't realize. I know there's people are going Marlene. It's like, I, I'm sorry, but the Santeria opens the doors to a lot. They, they used the, the dead for divination purposes. And they, we're not even talking the dark side of Santeria, which is Bujeria. And sometimes it opens the doors to things that it's talk about the deal with the devil kind of thing, you know. Um, case like and that. you know how there's, yeah. And then it's like, good luck on that. It was rough. Yes. That was the first time I'd ever had something choke me. Was during how did, how did, what happened? What happened, we, Connie? Um, I was just doing a walkthrough on a case that seemed harmless enough, you know, like just a general average case. And okay. doing a, a young uh, mother home with two children, um, husband gone you know, activity going on in the house. And so, you know, I sometimes I do a, a, a walk through and just see what I pick up on. And so um, went on that case and I did, I was picking up on something that seemed pretty dark and strong. 
And so okay. when I got out, to, got back out to the to the car, and my husband went with me. And so we um, got back out to the car, and I was saying um, uh, a binding prayer in order okay. to bind it to keep it from going home with me. Whatever okay. was there, so I started to say it, and it's like I couldn't get air. It's like wow. I couldn't get the words to come out there was no air to push the word out that's what it felt like mm -hmm. and finally i mean i forced myself to say okay. that prayer i had to force those words out they came out okay. almost in a whisper it was almost to that point and then i said i just got choked okay you know, and then i got my wind after i said that after i said the prayer then I got my wind. It's like something released, whatever it was. Okay. And I got my wind after that. We've had, we've had some really bad cases, and come to find out, she had been dabbling in Santeria. I said, you know what? Her and my friend and Eddie. I'm glad Eddie you pointed. Some, yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out because for those would-be ghost hunters, you will have clients that will lie to you, yes. lie to you. And they'll, when you ask them something like, well, hey, have you been playing with the Ouija board or anything like that? They're like, no, no, nothing. And then you, you, then you find out. Yeah, like right to your face. And because I think they fear that they're going to get in trouble or, you know. Re or though that people just won't show up. They'll scare. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I mean, I, and that's one of my questions that I ask them. Have you dabbled yes. in the occult? Have you done this and any form of witchcraft, Santeria, and you know, anything like that? No, 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 no. You know, so, anything, right? And what's really bad is my poor husband. While he was there, I mean, got struck with uh, unbearable stomach cramps while he was in that house, and he was getting sick. And I said. Uh, Yes. Well, I started, I started letting John and Eddie do a lot of the dark cases, is what I called them. And Eddie, I took, I got him from, I put, put an, uh, an ad out, so to speak, for investigators. And when I interviewed him, he wow. had been a Santeria um, up in the chain what I want to say, a bubble owl, or he was asked to be one. And that's is supposed to be like a priest. Are you back, Connie? Yeah, I'm here. If something must be not been want me to <laughs> be telling you about this. You still there? I'm back. You're back. Okay, good. <laughs> but anyway, when I interviewed Eddie, Eddie had been, he had been into Santeria to the point where he was um, asked to be a bubble owl, which is a priest. You still there? I think, see, we're getting cut off. It's happening. Hey, Connie. Hey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Touchdown. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I have no idea. Everything just would not work. I'm telling you, I was trying to end the broadcast and call you on the phone, and it wouldn't end. 
That is so weird. That's never happened to me before, by the way. I'm telling you. Weird. That's thing. never happened before. Happen around here. Woof. Well, let's yeah. go back to where. Don't worry. I can edit the. I know. I can take care of those like moments of like we, yeah. that we went off into Never Never Land. I know. Um, that what? That was wild. It is. It is. It is. It's like something didn't want me to tell you Keep about that. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Very I unusual. Yeah. Very um, unusual. It doesn't surprise me, though, somehow. Yeah. Here we're talking about putting white light up the phone lines and doing this and that. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. it's like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I call it paranormal sabotage. A lot of people don't think it exists, but it does. Yeah, I was telling you um, about Eddie that I took him on board the team mm -hmm. because he was um, very involved in Santeria. Okay. At one time, um, and he was to the point where I think he was asked to be a Bubalau, which is some kind of priest. Right. Uh, I think that's when he stopped doing it. Uh, he got religious. Okay. And, and, but I used him for the knowledge. Sure. I thought he would be very beneficial with, with all these Santeria cases that we've had. Right, so that you could understand exactly what you were dealing exactly. with. Exactly, and he would pick up on it and mm -hmm. know exactly and look for the things, you know, that trigger things that maybe I might miss. Okay. And so, and oh, he's been wonderful. And he has, uh, he went to that same house I was telling you about with the young mother. Mm -hmm. He said he couldn't even do some, anything with It's me. like beyond me. That, yeah. He said it was beyond, he couldn't even help her. And what, did he have any idea what the origin was or how did that? He said it was Santeria, but he okay. said someone had sent something there. Oh, okay. That's what I was about to go <laughs> ask you. Was it? something yep. she had done sent. as as far as a ceremony or was it something that was sent to her okay yeah, yeah. i think it like maybe an ex-boyfriend mm-hmm yeah yep yep and we've had he's went on quite a few of those cases now and uh, i mean i've had people to where uh i had two investigators knocked out at the same time and people throwing up in the front yard from a santa Rita really case. Yeah, and then finally I said, I told the homeowner, I said, you want to really tell me what's going on now? And tell oh, me because up to then they were like not, not, not being truthful, huh? Right, yeah, and I said, you want to tell me the truth, what really is going on? So then she confessed, oh, well, yeah, I've had a guy here that's been doing Santa Rita. Well, okay, thank you. After uh, I've got a whole team out in the front yard that's, throwing up that's right, true that, 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 it was crazy and two, oh was that guy what was it somebody that was mad at her or somebody that was practicing stuff in there while she was living there he had been practicing and, okay uh, and um and staying at her house there you and, go yeah so I yes don't know he was doing in the bedroom or what had happened but all of, all at once, I had two investigators go down. I had a 20, that's, 21 year old 
young man, I mean, big enough to be a big football linebacker. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. from, went from a standing position to totally out cold, laying on the floor. Okay. And I had um, a 50-year-old knocked out, and he was laying on the floor. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, John's yelling at me from the upstairs. I can't get a pulse on Alex. Oh, my God. It scared me half to death. And so I knew the other one was okay, so I went upstairs. And there he was doing this to Alex. And Alex is just like that. He said, I can't get a pulse on him. And then all of a sudden, it was like he gasped real uh -huh. loud. And it's like he came back to whatever, whatever happened. I don't know. And I told John, I said, all these investigators were upstairs. And I said, we're out of our league with this yeah. case. Mm -hmm. I want everybody downstairs. I don't want anybody getting hurt because safety is my number one thing. Of course. Of course. These cases. Especially and, when the client is not being honest and doesn't prepare that's you. The, that's the thing. With anybody that's thinking about going out and doing this just for fun or for curiosity's mm -hmm. sake, you got to be careful that these, these people will not be totally honest with you and you they let you walk into, into a, things into a, and nine times out of ten the ones that don't fess up it's because it's dark yeah and you can walk right into a, a beehive without even knowing it mm -hmm. and so um that's when i said get everybody i want everybody outside and i went over and that's when i asked her i said do you want to tell me what's really going on and she just looked at me real you know and i said what what's going on what's what's right. going on here and she said yeah she had the guy and i said you should have told me that up front right and i said you could put all these people in harm's way i don't want anybody getting hurt attacked or you know sick and was the guy still living in the house or he had no. left no he had left but she was complaining because she could she her her master bedroom was downstairs and she had bedrooms upstairs and right. she said, I can't go upstairs. There's something up there. They don't want me up there. So there go. that's why we went. And so mm -hmm. it was, I told her, I said, well, I don't want anybody getting sick. And I said, the only thing I can do for you at this point, I said, you're going to have to have the shaman come in or something. Right. And that's before Eddie had joined the team. And I said, mm -hmm. we're going to have to bring him in. And he can take care of the strong, the strong spirits. But me, I said, no, I said, I'm not taking that chance. Uh, I said, I'll, what I did is I sealed uh, the stairway with salt. No, especially, oh my God, I think if somebody says something. Yeah. Put salt across it to keep, keep it upstairs. And um, we blessed the downstairs. The dead people stuff, it's like, oh, all right, okay, but. Something like that. Yeah. We have an investigator that might right. just like totally like. Yeah, we're still having connection problems. No Here more of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, it can be very serious very quick. Anyway, Connie, you know what? Whatever is afoot is not going to, is not done playing with us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what can I say? Oh. So I want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to...
put a link to the website for Blood Moon Paranormal on the credits of the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I moved here and finally a year later, <laughs> it's that I've actually. No, it's not finished with us. Start to unpack everything and things, you know, when you start getting a normal flow. Yeah, it's it's not finished with us. You guys a little bit more, but you know what? Somebody doesn't want us to talk. No kidding. It's like, don't talk about me. Mm -hmm. There Get you go. There. Let's see that way we can actually say goodbye. Connie, you can hear me. Thank you. Take care. Say hi to John for me. Quick. Let me talk quick. Have a good night, Marley. Thanks it's for been fantastic to see you again. Take care, darling. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. This is incredible. I'm going to try to go as far as I can with this before if it blanks out guys, you know, whatever. This show will have a it'll have a weird ending. It fades to nothing. But anyway, I'm glad, you know, it's really great to talk to somebody because she's reiterating all these things that I you know, I've talked about on other shows for people that want to go ghost hunting or want to belong to a group or think it's one thing and then it turns out to be another and it, go, it can go from boring to like, oh, you're kidding me? This I never this doesn't happen to this was she described where you will have a client lie to you on purpose because the they're afraid or they might have already had an experience with another group who flat out told them now nah, i'm not going like that uh so they they kind of wait they ambush you that's for lack of a better word that's what it turns out to be they ambush you so when you get there all of a sudden you realize wait 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 this is not like oh i'm hearing weird noises or you know the some of that prototypical things that you people talk about when they think that they're being um, haunted. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is dark. And you knew it was dark from the get-go. Um, and they kind of like leave your butt out in the wind. And then things like that happen. You have two investigators who uh, get sick on you. I mean, come on, what are the chances of that? You know, what are the chances of that? Um, and that can happen. That does happen, as a matter of fact. And a lot of people, uh, like I said, you could go from, this is a really boring investigation. Nothing's happening. Uh, crickets. Okay. Nah, I don't even catch an orb for, for what that's worth. You can go from that to your normal routine. There's something here, but it's just regular dead person kind of thing to, hey, whatever's here is dark, really dark and or a combination of things. By the way, that thing that she described when she heard that growling after she spoke to this person, I've talked about this. And that's your first tip off that you've got in intelligent haunting is that some of these entities, especially if you're talking non-human, they're very manipulative and they will try to steer you away from pursuing the investigation. They're trying to scare you off. And you know what? I'm going to get a hold of her and basically tell her, as in Connie, that once I got her off my connection, everything has stopped happening. 
Okay. And by the way, where I'm at right now, it's been raining. And I know sometimes rain will play havoc with your... As a matter of fact, I'm going to send her this email, right? This text right now. Yeah. Everything okay now. Everything okay now. What? Is it you? Something didn't want you to talk. Wow. Something didn't want you. Didn't want you to talk. Want you to talk. No interruptions. Okay. I'm sending her this in real time because I know she's awake now. So basically I told her. Um no internet connection problems, clear, uh, everything is fine as soon as I hung up with her. No, I'm going to take that back. I disconnected from her. In other words, I hung up. I let her go from the connection before that, and I kept having the problems. Once we hung up as in the sense of we concluded the portion of the interview with her, that's when it got better because there was a time she had totally disconnected from me. Okay, she had totally, like, she was not uh, part of, um, that's weird. That's weird. Here you go. It happens. And you least expect it. Nah, getting back to the, 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 the other part about, you know, when people, uh, and I know this happens, you know, flea markets, stuff that you buy at flea markets, antiques, curbside. Um, you know, one of the things that you got to be careful, as in not taking it, but do you, you remember when she said that she told this guy when he picked up that chest, do not bring it into the house until I sage it. But he did, he just blew her off and brought it in. And there you go. And her concern that maybe what was ever attached to it. Now you have to understand he brought it from a place in, I don't know if anybody's familiar with uh, a little town here in central Florida called Casadega. Casadega was founded by spiritualists that hail out of Lilydale, uh, New York. This is a very famous spiritualist camp. And they came down here to Casadega and they established a small community of spiritualists. Fast forward modern times, this very little town there is uh, populated just by mediums, psychics, um, everything. Uh, I've stayed there before. I've gone there several times. This He bought this um, chest from a garage sale or something like that from somebody that lived there. And he, he ended up having to take it back. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, how can I say this? Some, just because somebody lives in Casadega doesn't mean that every uh, thing that they've owned or that they might be selling at a garage sale or, or a yard sale is going to have an attachment. It doesn't. It doesn't. But then you never know. I don't know. In cases like this, I err on the side of caution. But let's 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 say Casadega is not in the in the 
scheme of things. You still don't know sometimes when you uh, buy something. And by the way, again, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that attachments are only for antiques as in old stuff. You could have something very modern have an attachment. Okay. It could have been the prized possession of somebody um, for some reason that you have no idea. So, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be an old piece that's like, oh. And she, like she said, she, like, and I think she's not, just not sure if it's both or just where the origin of what she's witnessing in her house. Is it, is it this guy that brought in the chest from Casadega? Is it one of the pieces that she brought from her father's house? Remember, she, she brought in two pods worth of items. Is the origin there? <clears throat> she herself said that in that house, they started experiencing things even since she was a kid. Was it something in the I mean, it could be one source. It could be several. I mean, one doesn't exclude the other. You know, they could have been something on that land when they built that house where her parents, you know, where they moved. And then maybe along the way when her father was collecting all these different pieces, something hitchhiked in on one of those things, something that he kept in now that maybe she's got with her. Um, it's, and that's the thing. Sometimes a lot of these items, you have no idea what the history is on them. None. Zero. You don't. Or, especially nowadays, even you go to a flea market and, or, uh, you know, people put stuff on the curbside. You know, this could have, you know that nice new uh, easy chair that's practically brand new on the side belonged to grandpa who died and um, they need to get rid of it. And it's practically new, but this is the seat unknown to you, of course, where grandpa spent all his time because, you know, he was elderly and this was his favorite chair. This was his chair. But the family's thinking, oh, you know what? It's a shame. It's a nice chair. It's practically new. Let's not throw it away. Or the families realize, holy crap, we were going to keep that chair, but we realize grandpa's still with a chair. Let's get rid of it. And you think, man, who would do that? You'd be surprised. A lot of people will do that if they suspect. In other words, not everybody acts like what she did when she cleared the house, of when she saw that shadow person coming from the laundry room, where she, she uh, cleared it because she didn't feel right to sell that property to somebody. And knowing that there was an entity there, not not suspected from childhood, actually saw it. Not everybody's like that. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of people that it's like, oh, I got I got to get rid of this problem right away. And that's what happens. So again, guys, uh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for being part of my audience. Uh, please come back every week. I have a whole roster of super interesting guests coming on the show. Um, like I said, people that have been here before, new ones. Um, and again, if you have any suggestions for subject matter, for guests, anything like that, please send me an email at marlene at miamigoschronicles.com and I will do my best to either get the guest or if there's a subject that you guys want to discuss that you want me to see if I can find somebody that, that's got some type of expertise in that field or maybe you've seen them. Let me know, and I will try to get them on. 
But in the meantime, uh, thank you so much for spending this time with me. And I look forward to the next time we meet. So take care.